0: Coming at you live from our Intergalactic Barbershop Quartet tour, this <laughs> is. The Final Frontier, a Trick Sphere podcast. Joining us and joining me in the studio today, you have our host extraordinaire, the guy who runs the whole thing, Adam Mullen. Hello. And then the power behind the throne, the person to blame for this entire fiasco, James Hams. A lie. And our special guest, the guy that's the reason everybody's actually tuning in and listening to us today, Ray Tessie.
1: Good to be
2: here. Well, Ray, let us begin. What is Stage 9 Studios?
1: Well, uh, Stage Nine Studios is a full array of uh, the original series sets uh, that uh, had been uh, Star Trek Continues from about 2013 to about 2017 when uh, Vic Mignogna uh, was filming there. Prior to that, it actually started as Farragut uh, Studios. Uh, which had a few sets that uh, uh, became, uh, at, at the time, it was actually called uh, Trek Continues, Inc. Um, and then, uh, oh, I guess about uh, October or November, October last year, uh, I sent a, uh, uh, just an, an inquiry to Vic Saying, well, now that you've stopped filming at the studio, what are you doing with the sets? And he said, what do you have in mind? And I came up with uh, several suggestions, and one of them struck a chord. And he was actually talking to other people as well, but uh, for whatever reason, uh, he liked the the uh, uh, the concept that I had, and he invited me to come and see the studio and we struck a deal, and uh, basically at the very end of December, early January, I purchased the sets. So uh, we renamed them as uh, Stage Nine Studios.
2: So what made you want to take over the ownership of these sets?
1: Well, I don't know, that was my original intent. Um, Back, again, in maybe August or September, uh, I was working with the guys at uh, Starbase Studios and you know they've had some of their issues and they've gone back and forth and I yeah. was I had I had uh, tried to go in as um, just an arbiter and see if I could help them put things back together and actually it looked like that was happening other people had done that as well It wasn't just me Um And I thought maybe it'd be cool because they only had a couple of sets. They had a bridge. They had a transporter room, part of a sick bay. I said, well, geez, if Vic's not doing anything with the sets, maybe we can get some of his sets and move them into, at that time it was still in Oklahoma City. Um, And when I wrote and he asked me what I had in mind, uh, the businessman in me said, well, if somebody says that, they're not looking for one answer. So I came up with three. And one of them is one of the ones that I guess um, he thought was worthy of uh, following up.
2: So are there any people from continue still around that help out or are part of the the crew or the cast?
1: Well, the cast is all gone because they have their own lives as well. So, you know, certainly I wasn't looking for them to be a part of it, Um, but... Uh, much of the people, many of the people who originally built, even going back to Farragut days, uh, was very excited that uh, that the studio was going to remain intact, and that we were going to try to reboot it for fans. Uh, and so, yeah, a number of them have stayed on and have contributed and are uh, a running part of my crew. I don't know that I should call them my crew, but I guess I can. but uh, yeah, there's there's a number of them that stayed on and are very excited about uh, staying on.
2: So what about Vic? Does he have any involvement? What goes on, or does he just ever come by just to say hi?
1: Well, he always comes by to say hi. as a matter of fact, uh, as we speak, although I don't think he's there yet, but I think he's en route, um, and he is he's always welcome to uh, come and visit uh, and play if he wants to play or do whatever he wants to do. He actually has some people coming in from California and I wish I could have been there, but uh, unfortunately I had other commitments, uh, but he's got some people coming in that he wants to show the studio to. Um, and yeah, he's always welcome and he visits as often as he can.
2: Very cool. Bill, you have anything? Not yet. (laughs) James.
3: (laughs) um, no. Well, the one no. thing I have, every, I'm every quite time... intrigued um, about, because you've scaled everything back, haven't you? You've lost a, a portion of what was the original setup, and it's um, now been manufacturing egg rolls or something, I think I have <laughs> heard you say.
1: Uh, yeah, originally the uh, the studio was was in a large, it's still in a large building. Uh, in fact, it's it's retained about 10,000 square feet. Um, when Vic had finished uh continues back in February last year, uh he didn't need all that space, and so he gave it back, if you will, to the building owner, and the person who took it over, yes, will manufacture and distribute egg rolls, so at least we can eat um but uh what was really what was lost, which which for the most part doesn't really affect the sets. Uh, a large portion of that was a planet set, um, so it would have been a nice to have, but um, wasn't, you know, necessary for the operation of the ship, if you will, uh, and there was, uh, you know, a kitchen and uh, a makeup room and a dressing room back there, which we've repurposed some space uh, in the remaining area uh, to duplicate that or to recreate Uh, something for people who want to come in. Uh, And there was a small side portion of engineering. Uh, But honestly, you can't even tell that uh, they've sort of put up a a wall on that side. Uh, Engineering is still very much intact. So while it affected space, it didn't really affect much of the sets. That's
3: really cool. I mean, I suppose losing the planet set doesn't really mean anything just means instead of keeping it all in-house you can go off and shoot on location or whatever so
1: exactly and we still have a rock so it's okay
3: <laughs> <laughs> so what what have you got then i mean you've got obviously uh, the sick bay the bridge uh, corridor uh, the quarters and engineering um do you have like a green screen or anything like that you can do any shoots like that from
1: Yeah, so, uh, well, there's even more than than just that. There's an auxiliary uh, bridge. Uh, There's a briefing room. I think you might have mentioned that. We also have the the remnants, we're putting it back together, of uh, the shuttlecraft interior. Uh, And there's uh, a brig. Uh, There's a number of other other sets as well. Um, And the guys who had been a part of continues those guys i talked about who had done construction uh actually had an off-site uh, green screen studio uh and since i've come on board and we've done some talking they're moving that studio into stage nine so the green screen will be internal uh so we will have a green screen area as well awesome
0: now um back in the 60s i know they had a on the original show, they'd have a room and they just change the furniture out to make it a different room to save on their space. Uh, are, are your sets fixed or are they modular and modifiable? Or do you just hang a different painting on the wall to indicate it's a different set of quarters?
1: Well, it depends on the room. So, uh, we, uh, the captain's quarters, I guess one of the things I should mention is that we've, we've, um, Uh, renamed the ship because I didn't feel that the Enterprise was mine. I'd love it to be mine, but I didn't feel it was mine. Uh, Some of the guys who were working there thought I should name it the Republic, but I thought that was a little too self serving So we've gone to the Constitution. So what we've managed to do is just redress some of the rooms so it doesn't look like the Enterprise. So that'd be like the captain's quarters, uh, really probably just the sign on the bridge. And that's about it. Uh, but the auxiliary control room uh, has the ability to be redressed. And in fact, there's a side portion that Vic built and used in different episodes. It became uh, uh, the judge's quarters uh, in one of the episodes. Uh, it became Leilani's, uh uh lani's uh room uh in another episode so there's it's it's not static uh many of the flats or the walls can be changed out uh so yeah things can be redressed to look like something else
3: that's really cool so i mean basically it gives you a lot of room to chop and change things and you know i mean one thing i was always about starbase which you know I mean they're to be nice um, <laughs> they were quite limited on everything they had um but with you it, it sounds like it could you could pretty much do an entire episode of chopping and changing and you know and making everything look completely different instead of it just being you know okay well we'll we'll shoot like down the corridor or whatever it, it actually sounds like with the sets that you've got, you can actually make it look like a starbase interior, um, you know, by just moving a few walls and chopping some things around or, you know, that's what I say. It sounds pretty cool to be honest. It's quite jealous. Uh, <laughs> well, I
1: appreciate that. Uh, you know, I give a lot of credit to the guys who came before me because I inherited it. Uh, and if you look at, you know, some of the episodes of continues, Uh, you'll see that there are sets that weren't really sets. They were just redressed. I mentioned you know, a couple of those, like uh, judges' quarters uh, where they were doing the trial. Uh, And, you know, the remnants of those things are still sitting in the corner somewhere. Uh, So they can be used, they can be turned around, they can be switched upside down. Uh, You know, we've we've gotten pretty creative in some ideas. So, uh, uh, yeah, things are... uh, Things are able to be manip- manipulated pretty easily.
0: How uh, how hard is it to do the manipulation? Does it take just a couple of hours so you can do the same room for two different scenes in a day? Or does it take a whole day and it's like IKEA furniture. It takes three days, six different sizes of Allen wrenches, and a Swedish to English dictionary.
1: Well... I'm I'm going to tell you that I'm not ashamed to say that I don't quite know yet because I haven't been there, okay? However, if you think that, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's a number of guys that are pretty skilled at just putting flats up, uh, I imagine it probably doesn't take very long. And, you know, it's probably, if you know it's coming... Right. If you look at a script and you know it's coming and that's what that room has to be, then it's probably pre-set even before the cast and the regular crew gets there.
0: You got a Captain Kirkham the first time it comes up. All right, uh, we need to get this set changed. Okay, boss, it's going to take us four hours. You have two. We have to have it done in two or we're doomed.
1: (laughs) You want me to be a miracle worker is what you
3: want. I suppose it really helps as well that you've got a lot of the... um, the guys the volunteers from continues as well that have stuck around because it basically means they know what can and cannot be done with the sets which
1: yeah i'll I'll actually give you a perfect example and uh as as you guys know and and hopefully as some of the folks that are listening know uh you know i started uh if you will with uh, uh starbase as uh starship republic And it's, you know, taken a little bit of a hiatus because with all of this coming on and some other things that have have happened uh, with me, I had to put it on the back burner and actually I sort of passed the torch to Jim Van Doltren uh, who played um, uh, the captain and also to uh, Samuel Cockings of Trekyards, Yards who did the video effects. But be that as it may, there's a whole reboot uh, that those guys have actually put together on one of those is a brand new starship i'm not going to say much more than that except that it's a smaller scout ship and i was at the studio and i was trying to figure out where we could build another set and i was just empty on space and i couldn't figure it out and i went to the gentleman who's who's really who i've I've left in charge name is uh, royal weaver and i said hey royal i said they have this idea and i showed him a picture I said, well, do you think it's even doable? And he looked at me and he said, oh yeah. And I said, well, what do you have in mind? He said, well, we'll just go to the bridge. We'll take out the the island and the chair and the helm. We'll just move it out, because everything moves. And we'll just put flats up around the inside and you've got yourself a small bridge. Hmm. And I said, oh, okay, that's fine, I'm going back, I'm sold. <laughs> So those guys know what to do and how to do it.
3: That's really cool and a lot of less hassle for you as well. It basically means if someone approaches you further down the line and say, "Okay, I, you know, want to come and shoot. Um, I've got this idea, that idea. You've got people around you that, you know, could give you a fair idea whether what they've got on, you know, in in their script is doable with what the sets you've got, which is I think it does pretty much put you in a par up there with, you know, where people are going to come to seek you out to see, you know, what they can and cannot do.
1: Well, I hope so. And that's, that's kind of the goal, you know, I'm just really, I took this on for fans. I mean, that's, that was, I, that's what I am. Uh, that's what you guys are. I mean, it's, you know, I wanted people to be able to see it. Um, it would be a shame to have all of that work and, frankly, all of that beauty and not be able to have anybody actually see it.
2: So I've got a question. Uh, Since taking ownership of the sets, have you experienced any backlash?
1: Uh, You know, a little bit. Um, So little that it's hard to even mention okay um Star Trek fans are very passionate. <laughs> people. we are we're very passionate people and unfortunately a lot's happened over the last I don't know four or five years that has really kind of put you know the the fan community at odds with each other uh not to go into any specifics or particulars uh I would have to say really by far and away Everybody has everybody who's at least contacted me or followed me or whatever has really rallied to to say that they're thankful that the sets are going to exist. Um, And right now I have not made any kind of announcement about opening the sets up, not officially opening the sets up for fan films or opening them up for visits. Uh, But everyone has been very, very, very positive. And on the negative side, yeah, you know what? I learned the lesson, you know, when I did Republic and that's that thank the people who have paid you a compliment. And if at all possible, ignore the people who are being negative because those people are eventually going to go away.
2: Mm-hmm. So is there is there anything P, PG rated that you want to say to those people that have given you backlash?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, frankly, uh, you know, I, I <laughs> And not to use a Star Trek term, but infinite diversity and you know, infinite uh whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think there's there's a place for all of us. Okay. I'm not trying to encroach on anybody's space. I certainly want to be um uh beholden to CBS, if you will, uh because it is their property and I don't intend to infringe on that. Um and, yeah, I just want to say, you know, to, to maybe channel Rodney King, can't we all just get along? Um, I think over time, things will ease out. Um, you know, I just, I want to, I want, I'm a fan, and I want to open this up to fans. And that's it.
2: So it doesn't sound like you have any regrets from taking ownership of these sets. Uh,
1: No, I don't. Um, You know, I think uh, it's been a learning process, Mm -hmm. uh, both internally and externally, um, of what I can do and can't do inside and what I should say and not say on the outside. And I've been very quiet up until this point for several reasons, but I've been very quiet. Uh, because I want to make sure that I've dotted my I's and crossed my T's and, yep. you know, nobody's going to shoot me with a phaser or <laughs> beam me out of an airlock or something crazy. Uh,
2: is there anything you would do differently if you had to do this all over again?
1: Uh, no, no, I uh, I wouldn't think about it again. You know, I wouldn't think differently about it um, hmm. again. Um uh, I was kind of, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I was very surprised, you know, I mean, I, I'd, I'd met Vic in the past. Uh, I'd seen him at, uh, some of the conventions. He let me pitch a story, um, which I knew wasn't going to get through cause it was a little bit too, um, uh, intense, if you will. It was like a two-parter. Uh, so I knew it wasn't going to happen and he was fresh off of some other films that he had done. Um, and, uh, you know, I wrote him a letter. I wrote him an email, uh, like I said, and I wasn't even expecting to get a reply back. And I got a reply back that afternoon. And we just started writing back and forth. And then we started talking. And we obviously were of the same Star Trek ilk. Uh, and uh, one thing led to another. So do I regret it? No. Would I have done anything different? No. Uh, because look, I own a starship. I mean, there aren't too many people who are going to be able to say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh,
0: now that you own that Starship, uh, any chance you plan on going and making that two-parter you were talking about, doing your intent story? Is that one of the things on your uh, to-do list now?
1: It is one of the things on the to-do list. Um, we're where, um, going through some other changes with it uh, because it was written as four 15-minute parts, which, as Anybody who knows the guidelines, you're really not supposed to do. And I made a suggestion on how we could do that and not break the guidelines. So it's going through yet another rewrite, if you will. Um, And, you know, Sam's got a lot on his plate. He just uh, uh, was about to release a Star Trek film that he started in 2013 called Temporal Anomaly. Mm -hmm. And he's had some issues with that. Uh, But it's all been very amicable, and he's all into making it what it's supposed to be or what it can be. Uh, But, you know, it's set him back a little bit. So, you know what? One of the things I learned through Republic was, you know, I went and I pitched the idea, and I thought I could have a a vignette or any kind of a film out three months. And what I learned is patience is a virtue. Mm -hmm. So there's no rush to judgment all right there's there's a lot to be done there's money involved there's other people involved there's there's a lot behind the scenes so do we want to do it yes will we do it yes is it going to be out next month no <laughs> but nobody's really concerned about that
3: i think it's, it's one of those things that as long as you when you begin you know begin the process of like um Advertising, you're going to be doing like X, Y, and Z in regards to like putting this story together. I think the, the biggest thing, speaking from myself, um, is, is just keeping people informed. You know, don't ever go radio quiet or, you know, don't lie. You know, one thing
1: that I, it, <laughs> Well, you know what? Uh, rule number one, you know, tell the truth. Um, you know, if there's nothing good to say, well, sometimes it needs to be said anyway, um, and I get it um, but you know the 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 time has come to try to put this you know out there uh, and uh you know there are some other hurdles, for example, you know northern Florida or southern Georgia in the summer uh, that doesn't really fly too well as I understand it, neither does South Florida <laughs> so uh so you know we do have. You know, I would have certainly liked to say, hey, we're going to do something in July or August, but it's really not the right way to, to open this place up. So, you know, we've, we've got a longer term plan and that's OK. You know, I'm going to sit and I, I have some time to then, you know, uh, clean up some things and get some other stuff ready uh, at the set. And, uh, you know, when the time comes, we just hope that, you know, everybody wants to rally around us.
3: I mean, I suppose that kind of, like, brings on the question that has been on everyone's mind. Um, So, I mean, since you took over the sets, I mean, we all know that um, Vic had a good relationship with CBS and everything like that. I mean, have you had any issues or anything like that? I mean, I know we've spoken about some things, but uh, it's one of the things that, you know, I do see people commenting on saying, oh, how can this be allowed or, you know, this way. And and I know that uh, Vic did say that uh well you know the continued sets have been there since whenever and they will stand until whenever um obviously you know there's been a lot of oh well you know how can they do this and you know what's going to happen with this and i mean uh, have you had any like backs and forths and have you got to a position now where you can move forward or are you still in a, a very not sure where to go from here stage
1: Well, the 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 uh, reality of it is that uh, it took a long time for me. I tried contacting uh, CBS uh, as early as early December, Uh, and it took a long time to get some sort of a reply back. And I knew it was going to take time. And, you know, I know, look, I'm a businessman. I've been a businessman for a long time. So, you know, uh, I, I know, you know, what what things are capable of of doing, if you will, or what people are capable of doing. And, you know, I know that, uh, for example, in my, my pitch to them, I was asking if I could get a tour license so that I could open it up for tours. And I fully knew that there was an existing tour license out there, and it was an exclusive. But you know what? I've learned over the years, if you don't ask, you don't get an answer, right? So... No, I wasn't going to get a tour license. I heard back from CBS, and and no, they couldn't grant me a tour license. They were very cordial, they were very nice, uh, but no, they couldn't do that. Uh, but they did say to me that if I was planning it to open up for fan films, it had to be non-commercial, it had to be not-for-profit, and it had to follow the guidelines. So that's not an endorsement in any way, at all. Uh, But it does tell me that there is, you know, some leverage uh, to be able to do something with the studio. And I knew that well before going in. Uh, One of the things I said from the very outset when we made the announcement was this was not going to be a for-profit set or a for-profit project. Okay. Um, This is for fans. The only thing I would ask if somebody wants to come in and shoot is to make a donation to keep the lights on. All I want to do is to be able to pay the rent, which I'm doing now anyway, but I want to be able to pay the rent and I want to be able to pay the electricity. After that, it's their production. So whatever expenses they have, it's theirs and it's their business. And I'm happy to just sit back and watch.
3: Well, I suppose that's pretty much how Starbase has operated for God knows how many years, isn't it? I mean, you know, you, if a production wants to shoot, they will pay for all the production costs. And then you just make a, a small donation or whatever to make sure that if there's any wear and tear to the sets or, you know, anything like that, it's just it's covered. I mean, I think that's one thing that a lot of people have been like, oh, well, you know, he's in it to make money. And it's just like, well, no, he's not looking to be, you know another certain individual or you know that sort of thing he you know i've known you what for about two years now and i know you pretty well to know that you're not in this for fame fortune and glory it's a love of star trek for you which is i think one of the main reasons why probably vic went with you and over anyone else because you know you've got an idea to keep it moving forward for the fans
1: well, you know, I appreciate you saying that, James. I, I really do. And, and, and to your point, the, the model that I'm using is the model I learned from Starbase, from those guys, from Scott Johnson and, and John Hughes and, and Ken Edwards and all those guys who were involved. And at the end of the shoot. You know, I had to go up to them and I say, well, do you want to get paid for this? You know, Uh, but they they were just like, yeah, come on in have fun. They just stood in the background and watched. And uh, some of them participated as, you know, you know, background cast, if you will. Um, But that's where I learned the model is that if you want people, you know, I'm going to even tell you when I started, I struggled with how much would I charge people to come in? Right. What's what's. You know, given the the back, uh, the the dollars that I have to worry about, and they're not terrible, don't get me wrong, but given the dollars, because everybody, it's got to come into play, what would I charge people? And I came up with like five or six or seven different scenarios. If you wanted to come for a weekend, if you wanted to come for five days, if you wanted to come for 10 days, then could I charge this and make money? Could I charge that and not make money, but, you know, pay my, my overhead? And then I said, well, wait a minute, if I even put something like that out there, there's going to be 50% of the people who are going to say, I can't afford that. So what good does that do me? Then I have a set that I'm paying for and nobody's using. So rather than that, I said, well, look, Starbase did it this way. So all I'm going to do is say, look, you know, make me a credible offer. Don't tell me you want to give me a dollar a day for 10 days because that's not going to work. But. Make me a credible, you know, donation, not an offer, but make me a credible donation uh, just so that it covers some of the expense of, of the background. And, yeah, do what you want. I'm okay with it. And you know what? I'll open it up for free to people. I want, you know, schools to come in. I want, you know, military to come in. I want, you know, the town council in Kingsland, Georgia, to come in. I Just come on in. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Now, um...
0: For for many years, fan films just kind of sort of flew under the radar because CBS never even turned the radar on and they just did their thing and made their films and things were great for many years. There was sort of just, there were no official guidelines, but everybody knew you don't make money off of this And, and things went well for over a decade. And then in the last few years, things got crazy and a handful of films went really big and got big enough that they got attention and that's kind of what caused c i mean cbs started paying attention um are you uh i mean you you, you you're taking over for vic you're, you're 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 trying to keep his fan work alive uh with new productions and everything and you you did contact cbs once already to kind of feel him out um are you planning on trying to grow that relationship to stay on good terms with them? Or are you thinking of trying to maybe, uh, run things like the old days and just obey their rules, but try not to call attention to yourself. Are you concerned at all that if you call attention to yourself, CBS might come down hard on you just to make an example of somebody?
1: Well, I don't think that CBS is intention. That's my own personal feeling. Uh, do I want to grow the relationship? I'd love to, if the opportunity presents itself. I've already made first contact, if I can <laughs> throw that out there. Um, and you know what? I I firmly believe that CBS wants fans to exist, and they want fans to exist. But in in all honesty they have something to protect as well. I get it. Um, You know, they have, uh, you know, Discovery, just as an example. They have their supposedly two new films, I guess, through Paramount and CBS in production. Okay? Uh, And I get that. And I, in fact, have my own rules that I'll be publishing shortly. I wrote them almost as soon as I took over uh, the sets. And one of those is that, you must have a completed script, you must submit it, and it must conform to the CBS guidelines. So if somebody wants to come in and film a two-hour movie, well, I'd love to do it, man, but it's not going to happen because I'm not getting myself in trouble, okay? If somebody wants to come in and film a 15-minute or two 15-minutes and it's, you know, family-friendly and, you know, it's not using the existing characters and we have this plot, and blah, yeah, great. You know what? CBS is letting people do that, and good for them. Uh, And unfortunately, because of some people who overstepped their bounds, you know what? They had to put something in place, and I don't blame them for that at all. Uh, And it's always better to have rules, because this way at least you know what you can do and what you can't do, and you know the repercussions if you don't follow them. Yeah, no, I mean,
0: I didn't mean to like try to imply CBS was a bad guy. I'm I'm definitely on the pro CBS oh, no. side of things. It, it's just, you know, they 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 have to play bad cop sometimes. They can't always play good cop. And if if I, I just sometimes I worry that they may have to be bad cop on the right like your kind of film that's not trying to push limits in order to push limits, but are just you're doing it to try to do it right.
1: Right. Well, I, again, I look at it this way, okay? Yeah, it took a long time, but at least somebody got back to me from CBS and said basically, hey, uh, you know, just keep your, keep your eye on the ball, okay? Uh, and that's all, you know, I just didn't want to go into this thinking that, you know, uh, I was going to break a rule or I was going to do something wrong. Uh, and I knew they weren't going to endorse me, and that, like I said, that was not an endorsement by any means at all. Okay, but they basically said, sort of like, watch your P's and Q's. And uh, yeah, we're out here. I know they're out there. Everybody knows they're out there. But you know, they're not. Uh, you know, they're you're they're not the enemy. They're not the big bad wolf. Okay, I know people would like to think that because nobody knows. You know. Everything behind the scenes, people just want to rush to judgment. Yeah. So I'm not worried about that. Uh, is it going to happen? I don't know. I hope I do what I'm supposed to do the right way, and, uh, you know, life goes on.
0: I'm just, I'm just a big weenie. I, I wouldn't even have been brave enough to say, hey, CBS, <laughs> I'm doing this. I want to get along with you guys and not break rules. I'd have been keeping my head down and be like, Hi, I, I'm in Alaska in the middle of nowhere. Uh, please don't <laughs> come after me because you need sled dog. I, I'm very tiny and very small. I'm hiding in my little hole. Don't come after me. Well, I don't you know have what? the don't... stones to...
1: Hey, CBS, I love you guys. Look at me. Well, let me tell you. Let me. I'm not going to tell you that that didn't occur to me. Okay? <laughs> you, you can either bury your head in the sand, or you can hold your head high. And, um, you know, I, 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 again, I, not to bring up Republic again, but, you know, there, there, you learn a lot as you go through. And if you guys think back, okay, um, when I was about to do my uh, crowdfunding campaign, I was the first guy out after the guidelines came out to try to do crowdfunding. It didn't work, but that's a, a lot of, A lot of people, but no money. Uh, And that's okay. But I remember sitting in my office, and nobody that I had counted on helping me endorse Republic would do it because they were afraid of CBS because it had all just happened, right? And I sat there saying, what am I going to do? And I said, well, you know what? If I'm going to go down in flames, I'm going to hear it from CBS. And so I wrote John Van Sitters. I didn't even think he would read what I had in mind. And again, he did not endorse the project, but he said, basically, we don't see anything wrong with what you're doing. Okay. So, again, if you don't ask, you don't know. But it's better to know because if they say, no, you can't do this, then, okay, then I have to find, you know, a different path. But you know what? Everybody just wants to be friends, I hope. And that's the way I approached it.
2: So when can we start seeing fan films being produced at stage nine?
1: Well, uh, we actually have a short one that's going to be filming next weekend. Oh, wow. Uh, it's a, uh, uh, it's a uh, piece called, it's a short film, uh, but it's called Reality Check. Uh, and it's from the old Dreadnought Dominion guys.
3: Oh yeah, uh, okay. so, Gary and all that. Look,
1: cool. yeah, Gary Davis and and John Sims, uh, a few other folks uh, as well. Um, and I'm telling you, they. It's not so much the filming; it's the fact that you know they've been welcomed back to the studio or the sets, uh, which they hadn't been to in a long time, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And I get to play a small role in it. They wanted me to be in it, and uh, because of my new york accent even though i try to hide it but uh um but you know what i'm looking very very forward to it so that's that's the first step and i've had lots of people ask and lots of people uh you know want to know you know what's involved and i said you know in in due time uh but uh, a lot of people want to do it but the first one is happening next weekend
2: and that's uh so that's May nineteenth or so. This this episode's gonna come out on the twenty third. So by the time people listen to this, uh next week will have been uh last week.
1: <laughs> that's that's true. So we just finished it. It's great. <laughs> there we go. It's a time travel story. <laughs> uh, you're
3: at travel... uh, MegaCon, aren't you? Um the day after this comes out, you're taking some bits and bobs to MegaCon?
1: Yep. Yeah. That's true. Um, uh, sort of an interesting story there. Uh, I had no intention of displaying anything at MegaCon. Or not that I had no intention, it just never occurred to me. And I had written uh, several, uh, uh, or I put out several inquiries to three of the area conventions. Uh, in Two in Florida and one in uh, Atlanta, uh, or the Atlanta area. And I was just trying to get a table uh, so that I could, you know, promote stage nine. And I heard back from uh, one of the fellows at Megacon and he said, yeah, we, you know, because I, you know, I'm not a vendor. I'm not an artist. Right. So you have to ask for permission there because there isn't really a category. And uh, somebody wrote back and said, uh, yeah, we could set up a table for you. And he said, so do you have anything in mind for like photo ops? And I was sitting in my living room, and I said, "Photo ops, what a great idea!" <laughs> and uh, and I, you know, I talked to the guys at the studio or the guys back in Kingsland, and I said, "What could we do?" I didn't want to bring, I didn't even think about the bridge because, you know, it's it's you could say anything you want, but it's Vic's chair, and I am not doing anything with Vic's chair, you know. Um, and they had the old shuttlecraft set. And I said, OK, so I made a pitch and it's an interior, but we thought we we had a good idea on how to set it up. And the guy said, that's great. And we set the whole thing up. And then I spoke to Vic and he said, well, you know, I did the bridge at Supercon like last year or two years ago. And he said that went over really well. Why don't you do something like that? I said, well, I'm not taking your chair. He said, well, if you can find another chair, then, you know, why don't you think about doing that? And I scoured the countryside and uh, I found another chair just to borrow. Uh, And they happened to be north, just north of me in Florida. Uh, So they're going to bring their chair and we're going to bring the island and we're going to bring the helm. And uh, I duplicated the backdrop that they had made of the back of the bridge, which I think is beautiful. And uh, we're going to set that up and... uh, and frankly, just in the same spirit of um, of uh, Stage 9, I'm not going to charge for photo ops. Uh, I'm not going to, we're going to have a, a, a free raffle uh, that we're going to do. And all you got to do is, you know, follow us on Instagram and, you know, tag a couple of friends and, you know, enter the raffle and we'll pick your name out of, I guess it's no longer a hat, but we'll pick your name out of something. So what we're going to do, we're, we're, we're bringing it there. We're, we're doing it for free, if you will, uh, because we want, we will look, we want to get awareness about stage nine. We want people to know that they could go there for fan films. We are going to announce that we're, we're going to do uh, an open house event uh, in October. And again, come no charge, come on in, walk around. Um, and it's just going to be open for people to walk around, take your selfie, you know, sit in the chair, take a picture of yourself. It's okay. It's cool.
0: Did they uh, assign you a booth number or something that you might want to shout out here so that people know where um, to go to find you? Or...
1: I don't have a booth number yet, but they did say, if I said, and you guys are going to forgive me because I'm going to put my glasses on, which I hate to do. <laughs> I hate to do that, but I'll do it. Who are you? Where's
0: Ray? Ray disappeared. Yeah.
1: <laughs> We are in the community area of the Orange County Convention Center, and I was told if you say that, they are going to find you. Okay. Although, by the time this comes out, people will know exactly where we are. Oh, (laughs) And we've had, I can't tell you the thousands of people we've had through already.
3: You've said, you know, a lot of this is going to be free or donation-based, and I think that's, you know, a a big thing that certain people um, were most concerned about, you know, that you're going to start trying to compete with someone else and you know and that sort of thing and I, I i've known from day one that that was never your intention um yeah you know you were hoping to maybe get a, a license and that sort of thing but i knew pretty much that it, it was a long shot and but I, you're not in it to compete with anyone and i think that's one of the most important things that people need to understand that you know you're not trying to step on licensees toes you're not trying to Um, you know, pee off CBS and the powers that be, you're pretty much just trying to continue using the sets for what they were established for, you know, fan films and that sort of thing. And I think, you know, as long as you don't make any money or anything like that, I don't think anyone really should have an issue with what you're trying to do. I just think it's, you know, something new and it's, it's change and people don't really like change very much. I've noticed that.
1: Well, that's true. And I I guess, we're going to find out James, if, if that's true on May 24th, after this comes out. But, um, but, you know, I I did it again, Uh, you know, uh, in, in, in frankly, even, you know, in the discussions I had with Vic, both of both of us agreed that, you know, we just want to let fans come in and and see this, you know, there are not too many places like this and uh, you know, uh, and, and, you know, just to talk about the one in Ticonderoga and, and, uh, uh, the set tour, I mean, they just had a ton of people go through, through there with, uh, you know, William Shatner, uh, mm-hmm. as a guest and good for them. Honest to God, good for them. Uh, I've been there and it's beautiful. Okay. Uh, it's beautiful and there's no getting around it. Uh, and there's nothing to say other than that. Okay, but that's not my goal. I don't have uh, I'm not in the position to open up a museum. I don't want to. I understand my bounds and I just want to work within my bounds. And that's all. Uh, And uh, I'm just hoping that, uh, you know, people understand where I'm coming from and just want to come in and look and go, wow, I feel like I'm in, you know, I'm a kid again, Uh, because that's exactly how I felt when I walked in.
3: When i mean you, i think it's
0: good as well that sorry go on no i was gonna say when you went up there and you saw it um was there any i mean you, you said it was a great set and i'm planning on going there sometime myself to check it out um did you see anything that you looked at and said i want something like that on my bridge or did you get a chance to talk to any of the people behind it to maybe get some because i know you said you're, you're constantly looking at making improvements and, and doing things up did you get a chance to pick any brains up there and get some tips and tricks that might be useful or was it
1: you mean in ticonderoga yeah uh no (laughs) no because uh you know i've i've got what i've got uh i need to stay within my bounds and don't get me wrong you know everything costs money everything costs money and you know let's get the doors open there's you know some props that have been used in some of the episodes that we're going to set up around the area when people walk through. Uh, they don't need to be there out in the open while you're filming or while the set is just being cleaned or whatever. Uh, you know, what more would I need? You know, and I don't mean it facetiously, but what more would I need? Would I need, you know, the the area that Kirk was put into in Spacey so that they could suck the air out of him? Uh, you know, what would I do with it? Yeah. I don't think I'd do anything with it, you know? So, no, I, I'm not looking at that at all. If if people want to, you know, make certain props that we could put out on display, uh, you know, great. That's fine. Uh, but, no, I, I I have, I'm very content. Uh, I never thought, if, if somebody would have told 12-year-old Ray Tessie while he was watching, you know, Star Trek in 1966, that one day he'd own the enterprise, then I would have said, you're out of your freaking (laughs) mind. And you know what? I'm happy to just be where I am. And that's it.
2: So you talked about, uh, people besides like Trek fans coming in and filming, uh, can someone come in and film a non Trek related film?
1: I mean, there's no reason why they couldn't. Um, Obviously, it would need a lot of redress. Yeah. um, But, um, you know what? I'm not saying that you have to be a Star Trek fan. I think that would, you know, there are, are, I'm not going to say there are so few sets because I don't know that to really be the case, and I'm sure that's not the case. But if people live in the area and want to, and need a place where, because they have an idea and they want to film something and they can do it in green screen or they can redress or whatever then yeah sure if you want to come on in and and pitch an idea then i'm all for it walk through the studio see if it's going to fit whatever your needs are Mm -hmm. Uh, and if it does you know let's talk and see what's involved
2: so if someone wanted to write a a script a truck script uh and send it to you uh would you be willing to to make it on your own like um what am i trying to say basically like they're submitting a script to you do you do that or have you uh, thought about that
1: it's actually not my intention okay um and because i've, I've been through it once i know what's involved uh and i know what the costs are you know and i'm not going to say to somebody i need you know thirty thousand dollars from you in order to make this for you uh that's not my intent mm-hmm. uh, my intent is uh you know i'm going to sit back I'm going to let you have fun. I'm going to let you do what you want to do. It's your baby, and that's all there is to it. If somebody has a script and would like to submit it in a way, and I hadn't even thought about this, Adam, to be honest with you, but if somebody wanted to submit it and I read it and said, okay, it meets all the guidelines, uh, it's a good story, blah, 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 uh, then maybe there's a way to pitch that to somebody else to produce it. Mm -hmm. but it's not going to be me okay
0: now i know you said you're not in this to make money you're not you're just trying to keep things going smoothly bare minimum all that and and right now because of everything that's gone down a lot of people are a little gun shy about getting into doing fan films but there's still enough of you guys making fan films and keeping it going that i think eventually it's going to turn around and become a more popular thing to do and there will be a lot more interest in doing it Now, if somebody comes along and says, hey, I want to make this little fan film, and you said it's like 500 bucks for the day, or 100 bucks for the day, whatever the price is, and they say, that's very fair and reasonable, I'm going to give you five grand so that other people can make films for free, would you turn them down out of concern that it might look like you're trying to make money, or if somebody wants to overpay you so that... The guy that doesn't have enough money but wants to make a fan film can come in and do it.
1: Would you take it and just use that to help keep things going? Well, I'm gonna. I just want to address one thing you said, right? So I'm not gonna tell them that it's 500 bucks a day or 100 bucks a day, okay? Because frankly, you know, I know guys who can't afford more than you know. They'll film for five days, and want to give me a few hundred bucks or yeah, 500. Yeah, so I, I was just, I was just random. No, and I get it. I, didn't mean I get to. it. But I no, no, no. I get it. But um, that's not where I'm coming from. So having said that, and that leads to the answer to your question. Having said that, if I said, okay, you want to come in for 10 days, you know, I'm looking for a donation. What would you give me? I can only hope that somebody would want to say, I'll give you five grand for 10 days. And then at that point, I'll say, you know what, if I feel good about it, okay, if I feel that That's not the right way to go, I'll be honest. I don't think there's anybody who's going to do that, but it's okay, you know. Uh, but that wasn't the goal, and it's still not the goal. Um, but look, if if somebody says, you know, but you're going to get this, what am I going to say? No, just... you can't film it because you want to pay me too much money? Yeah, I, Um,
0: I've bought a lot of lottery tickets, and if one of them hits, I'd want to, like, you know, Share Cash the wealth and, and give money yeah. to, to, to operations like yours to help keep things going for a while. But I didn't want to – I don't have any money to give, so I shouldn't be too – I don't want to – if somebody does, if some rich dude does want to just throw his money around, I, I, so I here's, wouldn't want it to worry here's you. Here's my he,
1: answer to that. Here's my answer to that. And, and my honest feeling is the following, right? If somebody would give me, and I'm not, this is not facetious at all. If somebody wanted to give me more money than I needed, right. Whatever it is. And I was able to do something with that extra money. I paid my bills for the month. I got money left over. What would I do with it? The answer is I would really want to give that to some charitable organization. I don't, I'm not going to say I don't need it. Everybody needs money, okay? I didn't go into this. I was able to do what I did with money that I had handy, right? It wasn't exorbitant, and it made sense to me. And I said, okay, it's certainly within my means. I'm going to do it. I wasn't even thinking about sort of the repercussions, you know, afterwards. But I with Republic, you know, I did that with, uh, you know, a children's organization, and I made a donation, albeit it was very small, unfortunately, because, you know, it just didn't pan out. But, you know, that's my goal. And I, I really would not want to keep that money. I, it's not that I have no use for it. You know, maybe I'd like to give some of the money to the guys who have been working at the studio, you know, uh, and say, here, for your efforts, here's a little bit of money. But I wouldn't want to keep that money, and I'm being perfectly honest, and I would donate that money someplace to someplace that can organize. I would even say, look, I'll take the extra money, and we'll go to a children's hospital and bring those kids in. Let them come in. Let them walk through a studio. I'm I'm not in it for the money. So if somebody said, yeah, that's great. And I said, well, listen, I could pay, you know, two months' worth of rent with this, and have money left over. Let's do something with it.
0: Okay, so you're not – okay, I just –
1: And it's fair. It's a very fair (laughs) question. One of these days,
0: by God, I'm going to be rich and I'm going to be throwing money around to fan films. That's all there is to it. (laughs) Well, let me give you my home, though. Okay.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think the most important thing is whatever donation you get or whatever – um someone gives you to come and film as long as you you know keep a record of it because i mean i've heard of stories of you know other places and stuff like that where they've been given donations and then it's like okay no you didn't yes you did no you didn't yes you did i think it's a case of as long as everything's recorded and you can you know say like down the line in two years time or something cbs comes and says to you okay yeah well we've had reports that you're making money you know from x y and z as long as you could prove that you know that Whatever donations you've got have been accounted for, and you know that sort of. I honestly, if someone was to say here's five grand, if you could like show where that five grand went and none of it went in your pocket, I don't think there'd be any issues with it. I mean, I think the the biggest thing with like if someone was to give you like five grand or whatever, I think the biggest questions people would ask is did you use it like a certain production did way back when? If that makes sense without mentioning any names.
1: Well, yeah, it makes perfect sense. And, you know, again, I've been a business person for a long time, longer than I care to tell you, longer than I even care to think about. But I've been in business a long time, not my business, but in business. And I can't tell you how many audits, you know, I've had to sit through. And I know the repercussions if, you know, you can't produce what needs to be done. And the repercussions don't have to be, you know financial and the repercussions don't have to be, you know, people coming down on you, but just to gather that information, if you don't have it handy, if you're not keeping track of it, then you're in a load of, you know what, you know? Um, so I get it. Plus, and and not to bring it up again, but I've been through a sort of a studio meltdown. Mm-hmm. and Most of that was because that nothing was in writing and it's all got to be in writing. Uh, it's all got to be documented. It's all got to be filed and it all has to be tracked and you can't run a business like that. And I guess maybe that's, that's it. Even though i say, look, I'm not, I'm not here to make money. I want to keep the lights on. I want fans to come in and see it. I'd love people to come here and film in it. Okay. The bottom line is it's got to be run like a business because if it's not run like a business, it's not going to run
3: that's a similar attitude i have to my website you know ev- everyone knows that i do everything i can you know for next to nothing or whatever but i have to try and find a way to offset some costs and stuff like that and the way luckily that i can do it is i can sell official merchandise um so you know because a lot of people say to me oh well, how do you do it you know you, do, you haven't got your own store and you know you can't do this you can't do that. it's like but no i can I've signed up for like the affiliate status for CBS all access. Uh, I can sell official merchandise from the Star Trek shop, you know, that sort of thing. And I'm quite lucky I can do it that way. And I think it's just a case of, yeah, you have to be able to say, well, you know, this month I got X, Y, and Z and just to cover your own back more than anything, even if you're not, if even if it's not a business and you're not, you know, cause I mean, I don't make anywhere near enough to cover the costs of what it costs to run the website, but it's more along the lines of I kind of have to run it that way even though it's not a business just to make sure that I've got everything I need behind the scenes to cover my own ass should I be asked for it exactly
1: exactly uh you know I've had people you know I was talking to a few people you know involved in the studio and friends of mine who helped me figure out whether or not this was you know the right methodology and people have come up with some very good suggestions, but it's, you know, well, you could, you could make like, you know, stage nine t-shirts and sell those. I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing anything that could, you know, be perceived as trying to turn a profit. I'm not doing it.
0: Now, now uh- if, if I remember correctly, when, when you said a thing about the children's hospital, I thought of this. Vic Mignogna had, 501c3 setup for yep, his exactly now are you continuing that or is that still vic's thing and it's not part of what you're doing were you thinking of doing that or because i know you did say you, you'll give the extra to charity because you're not trying to make money off right. of this so you're going to see it as right. good were you thinking right. of doing that or do you do you like did that 501 status come over with the assets that you got from vic no that's
1: that is that's you know, uh, associated with Vic's production company. Okay. Um, we I talked about it, and it's a very difficult process. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's proof of that. crazy yeah.
0: insane. I, I And
1: that. you know what? I don't think I need it at the moment. Remember, you know, Vic was, he ran some very heavy-duty uh, crowdfunding campaigns. You know, he put in a lot of his own money, but he ran some crowdfunding campaigns and you know what, in that particular case, if you have to protect your ass, yeah, you have to protect your ass. And I think he did it the right way. Uh, And uh, so, yeah, I, I, while I appreciate what he did, uh, I don't know that I'm going to need to do that. If at some point I do, I'm not necessarily opposed to it, but right now, nobody has said based on my approach, that, that is something that i would need to do
2: do we have anything else or shall we move on to the
1: lightning round oh i'm afraid of a lightning round
0: <laughs> <laughs> this one's not going to be too hard i don't think okay uh it, it's your standard lightning round i'll just ask him real quick and you just fire off whatever po- pops into your head uh i'll start no, you, with... ju- you don't want to be in you don't want to be in my head so that's <stuff>. We'll start off with an easy one, since you are making TOS fan films. Who's your favorite captain, Kirk or Picard?
1: You have to ask
0: Kirk. All right. Uh, now, just to go random all over the place, uh, do you guys have costumes on set, or do people need to bring their own when they film?
1: Uh, I have several costumes left over from Republic, uh, but it's probably better if they bring costumes that fit the people. All
0: right. Ray, if someone asks you if you're a god, what do you say?
1: I say, yes.
0: Uh, And when you see Vic next, can you ask him when he's going to do another episode of that Futurama fan film? Because I want to see more uh, Zap (laughs) Branigan. If it's in my head when I see him, I'll tell him. Okay. And that's the, uh, nope, two more for the lightning round. Of all the fan films you've made, which one was your favorite?
1: Well, I've only made Republic and it still sits up there as my favorite.
0: Of all the fan films you've watched that other people have made, which one's your favorite?
1: Uh it's actually a uh oh now you 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 haven't stumped me, but I have to think for a second. Uh it's a uh phase two. Uh it was the George Decay episode. Okay. Is my favorite.
0: And I can't believe you I swear to God, I keep thinking you're involved with so many productions. It's like really, Republic's your only one? That was it. I swear it's like I keep seeing you like everywhere. I don't know how. I maybe I'm just going nuts. Just...
1: I don't know. People if that's the case, people owe me money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, it's it's one of the it's like
1: I'm new to
0: studying fan films, but I keep hearing your name. And it's like maybe you've just inspired people all over the place. I don't know. But
1: Well, he just if, that's said he was case, gone. if that's the case, I wish you'd talk to my wife. <laughs>
0: You're connected. You're a made man in the Trek Film community.
1: Uh, I am. I I am connected. All right.
0: Uh, (laughs) All right, so that was the lightning round. That's our show for today, folks. Big thanks to our boss for keeping an eye on us and keeping us out of trouble because apparently he doesn't want us unsupervised. (laughs) Thank you, James, for showing up.
3: That's all right. Uh, It's only taken what? Apart from the one that i did with adam 18 episodes yeah
0: yeah and thank you adam for keeping this thing going and well, of course and especially thank you ray for keeping fan films alive and keeping the dream going
1: well i uh, appreciate you guys taking the time to uh let me uh hack my wares Absolutely.
2: well thank you for uh for being on we, we appreciate it
1: thanks and you guys have been around with me for a long time so i appreciate that as well
3: you're welcome it's always good to have people that show that they actually are enthusiastic for something instead of you know not (laughs) too very diplomatic with the way i wear things (laughs) (laughs) all
0: right so uh like and follow us on Facebook. Uh, keep an eye on Studio 9. We'll try to include a link with uh, this episode. Stage nine. stage 9. I'm sorry. Did I say Stage? I said Studio you 9. You said
2: Studio 9.
0: Stage 9. Keep an eye for Stage 9. And uh, wish uh, Ray the best of luck in all his future endeavors. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. Check us out on YouTube and the iTunes Store and Google Play. This has been The Final Frontier the galaxy's last best hope for peace.